BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home, too? The place to do it is errands. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at errands. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details. This podcast is part of the 76ers Podcast Network. Search 76ers Podcast wherever you get your pods. You're listening to Rewind, to listen back on press conferences, highlights, and analysis from the 76ers' previous game. It would have been nice to see a dominant start to this afternoon's scrimmage sustained with a win in the end. That was not the case as the Oklahoma City Thunder knocked off the 76ers 102-97. But when the game was in the balance, quote-unquote, if you can even say that about an NBA scrimmage game, the 76ers had their way. In particular, the starting unit highlighted by Ben Simmons, 14 points, 11 rebounds, 9 assists. Josh Richardson had a really strong day. Al Horford with some really good stuff in relief of Joel Embiid, who didn't play due to tightness in his right calf, finishing with 13 points, 9 rebounds, hitting 4 threes, and Shake Milton in double figures with 11 points, Alec Burks off the bench with 13. I'm Brian Seltzer, our post-game coverage is underway, and we'll join in progress, Brett Brown. It's today, but three-point shooting aside, what stood out to you the most? Just he had a spirit about him playing, like he had a confidence playing, he was communicative on defense playing, he played. He really played like he came in. It's true. You pay attention to his three-point shots that stand out the most. But I thought overall he was a great um, voice behind all the things we were doing and was really good in the timeouts. Thank you. All right. Next, we got Rich Hoffman. Hey, Brett. Uh, unlike the other game, it felt like this. there was kind of a little more broken offensively. There were, like, fast breaks. It seemed like Ben was not kind of in the static four spot after made field goals. Maybe it was because you were playing good defense. What did you think of, uh, you know, how he was used today? It seemed like there were a lot of, like, pick and rolls on one side of the floor for him. Um, like, what did you think in general of his offensive game? I, I thought he was really good. I'm not – some of the things you're saying, I'm not – either remembering or I don't agree with you. Like he was one assist away from a triple double. Um, he, uh, he, he played, I think one possession with the ball or two where we played a pick and roll with him and FERC. I think, like I say, to play 20, whatever it was, five minutes and be one assist away from a triple double. 
is is was I was happy with it. I thought I thought that he was pretty pretty good. I do want to uh, use him more in some screen setting, as you, we've all talked about ad nauseum. But in general, I thought I thought he was okay. I didn't see it like you saw. It. Um, I didn't feel like I saw what you just said. Fair enough. Uh, let's go to Keith next. What's up, Brett? After after two games, what what's your evaluation of Shake, and 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 what would you like to see him do more of? I think um, today was a great day in relation to how I think teams are going to play him. They, they're going to jump him. They're going to spin him. They're going to crawl into him. They're going to whack him when they can. And the physicality of today, I thought, equaled what you'd see from, you know, the Celtics or Toronto as an example. And, and, and I think, like, he's, he's coming around – from that perspective, dealing with the physicality of things and still getting us into things, I, I think well, uh, and he, he's going to have to um, to to be the sort of starting point guard, you know, with a team that's pretty good. There's a hell of a lot of responsibility in that role, and uh, I don't think like he's sped up in his mind um, for him not to be sped up in his game because of pressure. Is, uh, is something that I was impressed with tonight. I do think there were times at the third period that they jumped us without, you know, some of our key people in the game that hurt us. But in general, I think Shake has handled that extended defense and overall physicality, the pressure, quite well. What's the status of Glenn? I mean, I know the other two guys are day-to-day. What, what's the status with Glenn Robinson III? Um, he has a – he had a hip pointer – uh, we took him out. I was told to take him out because of that. Nothing, I guess, that serious. But uh, I think he's been playing really well. I've been happy with with uh, him all over the place. He had great practice sessions as well. Via the magic of Zoom, 76ers head coach Brett Brown after a 102-97 loss this afternoon for the Sixers in their second scrimmage, this one against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Now, do not let the final score get you down. The Sixers rested all of their top players essentially in the fourth quarter, and that was the difference-making spot of the game where the Thunder outscored the Sixers 32-16. to When this game was competitive and the top players were all out there as far as those who were available for both sides today, 76ers were locked in. They shook off a bit of a bumpy start thanks to three straight threes made by Al Horford to shoot them into the lead, and they really didn't look back from there. The Sixers led 31-26 to after a quarter. They outscored the Thunder 24-18 in the second period, and their lead ballooned as large as 24 points at one point in today's game. At the top, you heard me mention some of the key performers for the 76ers. Ben Simmons in 26 and a half minutes, again flirting with a triple-double like he did on Friday against the Memphis Grizzlies. This time he was just one assist shy, no three-pointers attempted. Josh Richardson had a very strong showing with 10 points. Shake Milton, as Brett Brown was just talking about, handled some of the physicality of the Oklahoma City Thunder well. And I actually thought that from the get-go, when he was being defended by Chris Paul, 
and some of the other tough physical guards for the Thunder, Shake was kind of taking that aggression to OKC, did a really nice job getting into the paint and helping generate ball movement and open looks and space for the 76ers on the offensive end of the floor. Sixers hit 15 three-pointers. That was a big reason why they were able to get by today. Off the bench, Alec Burks was very productive with 13 points. He had three of those threes. And Matisse Thibel, a defensive menace once again, just looking so sharp on that end of the floor. He was credited with two steals. Can't wait to see the official deflection numbers for him. He was all over the place doing so much that doesn't show up in a box score uh, to make the 76ers be in position for a good showing today. Again, I'm kind of looking at the first three quarters of this scrimmage, not so much the fourth quarter when the starters didn't play. Al Horford appearing spry. I mean, this is the thing. The big big takeaway from this one, Joel Embiid didn't play, and you have an all-star backing him up, and there was no apparent drop-off, at least in this particular matchup, between what the 76ers were able to do. On the defensive end, right, Al's not going to give you the same rim protection that Joel does, but that opened the opportunity for Norvell Pell to come in off the bench and really give the Sixers a strong presence defensively at the rim. He had four block shots, six rebounds, and six points. He looked very functional out there, and perhaps a little bit even more composed than what we last saw from Norvell before the hiatus happened back in March. 76ers lose this scrimmage, 102-97. For me, totally encouraged after two scrimmages by what the Sixers have shown. That was based on what we saw mostly in the first half, but also through the three quarters in this game today where all the Sixers' uh, top players, if you will, uh, were out there on the court and not resting like they did in the fourth. When this one was still a competitive game, the top players out there, the Sixers acquitted themselves well. At least that's what I think. Tom McGinnis had the call. Tom, how did you see it? Well, I thought... You're right, Brian. You know, particularly, you know, how they came out after leading by 11 at the half. They really played well early in that third quarter and just dominated to where they had built up a 24-point lead. And a pivotal point in the game was the three-point shooting. I mean, the Thunder missed all eight of their third point or second quarter three-point attempts. At one point, I believe they missed like 13 in a row, even into the third, whereas the Sixers had double-digit made threes at the half, led by Horford, who had those three threes in the first quarter for the Sixers, or certainly in the early minutes of the game. And I thought Horford had a lot of energy defensively and really helped the Sixers establish that dominance that we spoke of earlier. No question about it as far as Horford's concerned, and that was one of the key questions coming into today is what could the 76ers get out of Al, albeit in a scrimmage situation with Joel Embiid not playing. It doesn't sound like the Embiid situation with his right calf is too serious, but this underscores the point that to have a player of that caliber as your quote-unquote backup at the five spot, you can just see what Al Horford can do and how he's able to make things happen on both ends of the court. No doubt, and everybody that's ever been around him that's coached him, including the Thunder's Billy Donovan feels like he's going to be a great player in the postseason, which he has been throughout his career. And the Sixers play a little bit differently without him. They really move that ball around, and Horford uh, oftentimes lift it out as well. And, you know, I think the guy that deserves a lot of mention here in this game, not just Horford, but Simmons. I thought Ben Simmons at yeah. times was just completely by far the best player out on the court. And, uh, you know, the whole concern about would he pass the ball? What, he's had nine assists in the first two scrimmages. I guess more to the point about him shifting roles. It really hasn't affected his game 
at all. If anything, he's become more dominant. He's really been aggressive out there. I thought Tobias played well. Shake showed a little bit better in this game than he did in that that Memphis scrimmage. Josh had his moments, and again, that first unit was really to use the phrase again, dominant. They and they kept Oklahoma City off the off the line in terms of that three point shot. And uh, guys like Chris Paul and even Alexander were not big factors in this game. Sixers fall to the Thunder, 102-97. That's what the final score says. But when the starters were out there for the Sixers, at least in this game, they grew the lead to 24. We could probably do a full segment, a half hour, an hour, a whole show, Tom, on Ben Simmons and the various components of what his positional shift has involved and what it can mean for the Sixers. Um, listen, his play has spoken for itself. But I think that just following up on a few other guys, um, I don't want to call them peripheral players for the 76ers, but, you know, speaking to a guy like Al and Josh Richardson and Matisse Thibel even. These are going to be key players regardless of whether they start, finish, whatever it is for the Sixers as they make this hunt for a championship. And some of those guys that we just talked about, they had pretty good days. I mean, I continue to be impressed by Matisse's ability to just pick things up on the defensive end. And he made things uncomfortable for veteran guards that the Thunder rolled out there. He definitely did. I mean, he really created havoc for Schroeder, knocking the ball away twice in succession, getting technical on Schroeder and and getting the layup, and then staying in front of Chris Paul, which is no easy task. I mean, Paul is so, so shifty with that dribble and just incredible and absolutely. And Korkmaz, I thought Alec Burks played well for the Sixers. And again, trying to up the total of those threes, which is going to be so instrumental for these role players that you're talking about, including Glenn Robinson the third. Uh, those guys are going to have to contribute because I think that's kind of a, a key stat for the Sixers is can they get to 12 or 14 threes per game? And, and Richardson and Milton and obviously Harris, and I said, I said before, you know, Joel Embiid hopefully can be counted on for, you know, one or two threes in a game. Mike Scott. Uh, so in that second unit, let's face it, in this game, there were some things that they needed to do better. That's how the game uh, slipped away. So that'll be, a, you know, obviously teaching points. And again, this last game is is more, I think, a dress rehearsal. This Tuesday scrimmage against Dallas, Brett Brown had stipulated earlier he wasn't going to play a lot of the main guys' big minutes in that game. Who's to say how it plays out? But certainly now injuries have crept in a tiny little bit. But I think more importantly, what I'm saying is here, you have from you know tomorrow Monday all the way till Saturday to get ready uh, for that ball game, and you know this is actually like more practice time than the Sixers would have in a traditional season. I mean, normally you get like six or seven days, and you're playing preseason games, even though that's been dressed back. So this is an opportunity to kind of tighten things up, go over some situational stuff, and really hone in on, on what it's going to take to really come out of the gates strong against the Pacers and playing those first uh, eight games uh, down there that count, but the last eight regular season games of the schedule. Well put, per usual, by Tom McGinnis. Tom, thanks so much. Talk to you on Tuesday nights. All right, have a good afternoon. Bye. 76ers lose to the Thunder in scrimmage number two, 102-97. Listen, if you didn't hear the full game or you didn't have a chance to watch it, Go back, watch quarters number one through three, and then let's talk about what your eyes are telling you. I think the 76ers have looked through two scrimmages for as much as a team could that's been out of action for four months. Like they're taking this seriously, they are physically fit and prepared, and that some of their top most important players appear ready to go when the seeding games begin next Saturday against the Indiana Pacers. 
Sixers looking to build off of Friday's victory over the Memphis Grizzlies, and after shaking off a bit of a bumpy start, Al Horford starting in place of Joel Embiid got him going. Tobias gets it in on Gallinari and Adams, shoots it from the middle of the lane, no good. Furcon taps it out, Horford for three, and Al Horford has his third three in the game. Second chance opportunity for the Sixers. They've now made four total, and they lead by four. Third three in a row for Al Horford, accounting for three straight baskets for the 76ers that vaulted them in front for the first time, and it was a lead that they were able to maintain and build upon. Sixers up 31-26 after a quarter. In quarter number two, Ben Simmons playing all over the court, continued to put his array of skills on display. Here comes Simmons against Paul. Ben in on Adams. No look pass. And a reverse layup by Josh Richardson as Ben Simmons avoiding both Paul and Adams and Richardson getting the reverse. It's a 10-point game. And that pushed the 76ers lead to double figures at 48-38. to Both Simmons and Josh Richardson with really strong showings today. The 76ers were up at the break against the Oklahoma City Thunder by the score of 55-44. to Ben Simmons getting to the basket himself in the third. Stewart guards Shake Milton. He's an incredible athlete. A rookie out of Arizona State. Sixers go Richardson to Simmons. Simmons into the lane and getting the basket is Ben Simmons along the near side. That time, Richardson and Simmons flipped the partnership on that scoring play. The Sixers led it 64-51. Their lead would grow into the 20s before the third quarter was done. He has it on the run against Adams. Passes down to Shake. Milton in the lane to Tobias on the slam. Billy Donovan needs a timeout, and he'll take it. The Sixers lead by 21 with 7.07 to go in the third. They are crushing the Thunder for now. Convincingly, 72-51 was the score then. Matisse Thibel with some really good moments defensively, and he capitalized on those before this one wrapped up today. And Thibel with a steal. Thibel around one man into the lane, cruising by Schroeder. Schroeder, make an effort, man, huh? Olay, baby, Dennis Schroeder letting Matisse Thibel go right by him. And Thibel with a nice steal, 81-57, a 24-point lead for the Sixers. Every great 76ers play deserves a great Tom McGinnis call. That was in sync on that play right there. 76ers put five players in double figures, including four of their starters, in a 102-97 loss that was decided when the reserves were in the game in the fourth quarter. Sixers shot 38% from the field. They hit 15 threes to OKC's 11. That was a big reason why the Sixers ended up on top. The Sixers minus three on the glass. They committed 18 turnovers while forcing 16 of their own. Their top scorer was Ben Simmons, who had 14 points. He was 5 of 10 from the field, did not take a three, got to the line seven times, making four free throws. He had 11 rebounds. That was a game high. He also had nine assists. That, too, a game high mark to go along with one steal. He was plus 21 in 26 minutes. 13 points for Al Horford. He was four for five from outside the arc. Nine rebounds, three assists. He had two steals as well. Ten for Josh Richardson, including one three. Eleven for Shake Milton, plus four rebounds and two assists for Shake. Thirteen for Alec Burks off the bench. Matisse Thibel, despite only scoring two points had two rebounds he had two steals and a bunch of deflections that did not show up in the box score thought Matisse had a really really nice game 76ers are now one and one in scrimmage play their scrimmage schedule wrap up on Tuesday night at 8 30 against Luka Doncic Chris Stapps Porzingis and the Dallas Mavericks and then next Saturday the 76ers open seating game play against the Indiana Pacers in a battle for what currently right now is the five seed in the Eastern Conference my name's Brian Seltzer saying so long for now. And final time, the final score, Oklahoma City Thunder.
Thunder 102, 76ers 97. You've been listening to Rewind. Look out for fresh episodes the day after every 76ers game this season. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home, too? The place to do it is errands. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at errands. Approval not guarantee. Restrictions apply. See store for details. Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.